0: Good evening, everyone. I'm Ian James Wright from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to The Alphabetical Fugazi, the only podcast that devotes an episode each to discussing every song in the band's catalogue, from Fuga A to Fuga Z. Joining me today to discuss O from the 2001 album The Argument is Josh Saunders, who, uh, who
1: works for the man. Is that right, Josh? Yes, uh, <laughs> I-, I realize that this is, this is, this is problematic, even Fagazi philosophy, but yes, I've worked for ma- ma- for majors for twenty years. Yeah, yeah working for the major
0: labels—that's uh, super interesting. Uh, I, I would be interested to hear about how you got into that. And if I'm not much mistaken, you're the first Welshman we've had on the podcast. So, congrats on breaking that barrier.
1: Okay, good. Good to know. There's more. There's more to Wales than Gareth Bale. Yeah. I, I have yeah, no idea yeah.
0: what that is, to be honest with you. He's a, he's a, he's, yeah, he's a soccer player, which some people have heard of. Because. I see. Yeah, it's, I'm, I have the handicap uh, called being American and have no idea what the names are of yeah, any yeah, soccer yeah. players except for Ian Wright. I know that one.
1: R- yes. Yes, your namesake. Yes, I've seen that one. Right,
0: right. All that aside, yeah, please, if you would tell me, I mean, maybe the structure makes most sense to you if, if you want to start. Uh, with your career or with Fugazi but uh what's your story Josh?
1: Well, uh career-wise I uh, started it's actually kind of relevant a, a bit to the song oh because oh seems to have seems to be gee, getting pissed off with, you know, it looks like the internet and globalization and uh and if you go on to Genius it describes it always being about the dot-com bubble which in about 2001 makes sense so I started getting into web design because back then it was like do you know anything about the internet yes start to (laughs) borrow I mean now it's much more now it's much more competitive but sort of yeah so 98 99 I started getting into that I did a music degree and then um if if anyone remembers cd roms I started doing things with that and very basic web pages then I did a master's and then worked at a couple of places after moving to London. And then uh, I got a job at EMI as like their web guy. So I've been major label, apart from one year at the BBC for 20 years. So I was at EMI for 12 years. And now I'm at Warner for eight. Uh, And uh, I am fully aware of the problematic nature of that given, um, you know, Fagazi's integrity and ethos. In fact, the younger me so the well i got into fu in ninety one the younger me you know going into you know a time machine at the older me may well have wagged a finger but you know it's uh it, it, it's i i can say that uh, I work with fellow music fans and everybody loves what they do and loves the artists and uh it's very artist focused that's all I can say the bit I'm in anyway and um the uh it's it's actually a great place to work but uh yeah that i've that's I've been um, the I was started off as the web guy and now I manage a team. It's like an in-house team that does a lot of sites and apps and uh, things of this nature. Now, increasingly, things like augmented reality and three D for uh, promoting artists um, and uh, yeah. In terms of how I got into Fagazi, uh, I would say firstly thanks for doing this podcasting. And it's uh, when I first. Heard about it? I was like, "Is this gonna work?" Because I could nerd out on them all day, but the minutiae <laughs> of a song for podcast is like, "Wow, is this gonna work?" And it really does. Uh, and uh, "Long Distance Run" is probably one of my favorite tracks, and so I listed that with interest. I love the Latin Roots one, and I love the Martin, the Bark Anderson, "Give Me the Cure" one.
0: Yeah, thanks so much for listening. It maybe I'm not as much of a reflective person as I thought I was, but I, I just recently realized one of the great things about doing a podcast like this is sort of enforcing the parameters of a conversation that you want to have and you can't really do that outside of the podcast like i i don't have any friends in my life that i could say you know what we should do let's have a conversation about the song oh by fugazi for 45 minutes and like life yeah. doesn't work that way like sometimes you that's the conversation you want to have but outside of a podcast i mean if i kept steering the conversation back to this particular Fugazi song every time the conversation went off on a tangent.
1: <laughs> it would be the weirdest thing in the world. It sure, yeah, it sure would be. It'd be like some kind of OCD shit. Yeah,
0: and and even if, you know, you got a friend to agree, okay we're gonna do this, it would feel so strange and unnatural, like without the mics there, without recording for, you, you know, you sort of have an obligation right now to circle back around to talking about oh, so it it feels natural not to stray from those boundaries. Um, and I'm just realizing that's that's the beauty of doing this podcast for me. And uh, I hope for uh, for people listening to it. So, yeah, no, thank, thank you very much for listening and for being my guest today.
1: No, and, um, and actually, because I'd be listening to End on End as well, and some of those are like three or four hours long. They're like real Lord of the Rings type <laughs> shit for each disc, Ex- Discord yeah. release. So, yeah, so this this is uh, petite in comparison to that. But I've been uh, been enjoying that one. Yeah, shout out to those guys, friends of the show. Yeah, yeah, I've been enjoying that one too, yeah. Um, So, obviously, you've had some great people on this podcast, people who've worked with them, met them. Obviously, you've had Brendan, and um, I only have really poor quality anecdotes. Because my my main music meeting people anecdotes are... uh, I I met Steve Albini once, just because he was standing around after a show, and then also Bob Mould, Mr. Who's Kadoo and Sugar... And they were both kind of unsatisfying because, in a decidedly non-straight edge way, I had kind of drunk too much. <laughs> so you know, when when uh, conversations aren't that great, and I think, damn, I wish I had, not I might would have had a better conversation. But uh, I saw uh, I saw the Evans in two thousand four at well, actually, firstly, I went to the Vegazi uh, two thousand two London last. There's three shows. I went to the first two. I actually didn't go to the last one. Oh, that's a but shame. They yeah but they played because obviously i didn't know right if i didn't know like, of but yeah but they did oh i just looked on set you know setlist fm under its best friend and they did oh and i and then i yeah i remember them doing that i think i walked forward towards the stage when they doing that because actually yeah i was into that one um but yeah i saw uh in terms of like being near them like i saw the evens in st cyprian's church in baker street near madam tussauds It's like, yeah, it was just a church classic evens thing in 2004, and then Mackay was standing around after, but, you know, I didn't have the nerve to go and speak to him, even though I know he's very cool and very nice. And then I saw Guy with his family. This was about four years ago. My office is in High Street Kensington in West London, and it was him with his family walking on the street. I was like, I'm not going to be that guy. (laughs) So I just, yeah, like, no. But just like, wow, what are the chances that, you know... And then, uh, yeah, Brendan, I saw... That, you know, Soulside, who I like very much as well, they did the kind of reunion gig in London two years ago. And Brendan, I saw, was there talking to them because he did the MC5. Sheep's in town for the MC5 gigs at that time. Really? So, uh, Wait a minute. did Like, he he played with them? Yeah, he played drums with MC5. Oh, my gosh. That's like a comeback. Somehow yeah, yeah, I yeah. totally missed that. I did not know that. Yeah, wow. yeah. Um, now you've got me doubting it, like I got the wrong <laughs> shit, maybe I got the rubber. But... now no, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure that out yeah. here. And, uh so anyway, I'm originally from Cardiff, and Wales. Uh, I'm trying to think of somebody, something non-soccer. Dylan Thomas, probably the most famous Welsh export. Yes, uh, uh,
0: the f- the force that through the green fuse drives the flower. God, the is flower, that, yes, that it, indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we export alcoholics
1: very well, and uh...
0: <laughs> yeah, he he died in my country, so um, I guess we we right both, on, yeah, yeah. we both got a piece of him. The yeah, uh, yeah, I believe the the White Horse Tavern in New York City where uh where i've been he he drank his last um yeah. yeah hats off to dylan thomas
1: yeah he was quite funny about wales he famously said because it's wales is like land of my father's and he famously said land of my father's my father's gonna have him he'd like had enough and i think there's probably better bars in new york as well so uh i moved to london 97 i'm 46 now yeah i never actually saw them until the 2002 gigs um and i how why did i really get into them i I used to be a tape trader because of my age. I don't know if I'd have to speak to people my age. Cause I know you're a bit younger, but tape trading was a very big thing. And, uh, I was as well as going to record stores and buying vinyl when I was like 10, 11, 12, 13, I used to be really into tape trading. It would be Xerox copies of things. You know, you'd see kind of adverts and magazines and I would record tapes of people and i would send them. And, um, a lot of sort of thrash metal and death metal and stuff. And then I started getting into hardcore and I, I got really into DRI especially, Seven Seconds, Bad Brains, Minor Threat. And then uh, in my sort of mid t- teens, 15, 16, I got started getting really into reggae as well. I'm in a reggae uh, a band at the minute. So I got into, really into Black Uhuru, Burning Spears, Sly and Robbie. Oh, so do you play um, uh, drums in that band? I play uh, guitar. Oh, okay guitar yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I actually I, I messaged him earlier it's a friend of mine called Andrew Clark who was and uh, I got into it through I think I heard of yeah forghazi through him and um, I asked him about this earlier and he sent me a message saying um, most of the hardcore bands from the 80s and 90s had an association with skating he was a very good skateboarder I was not and I, I think that's that's a theme there you know late 80s early 90s people getting into Fergazi like it's a skateboard thing so when seeing a record cover or an insert with someone wearing Vans shoes, that was normally a winner for me. This is what my friend Andrew said. So he picked up, uh, I think it was called seven songs before, 13 songs. So anyway, it's about, yeah, 1991. And I was just like, wow, this is the shit. You know, it was the uh, the intensity, the lyrics, the reggae influence, the fact that the four of them as musicians just gelling so well, listening to each other, uh uh, maybe I don't know. If tasteful is the right word, but they just did. You know, they knew how to innovate. They, they knew what culture they were from, uh, but at the same time, they didn't want to. You know, just ritualize things. So uh, I found out, yeah, super exciting. And I and for for Garza albums coming out. When did you get into the band? What year? Uh probably ninety six ish. I want to say. Okay. Because they were like an event, you know. Fergie albums coming out for me getting into sort of Uber fan. They were like events when they came out. Like now with Spotify, it's not really the same thing. But like when Kill Taker came out, that was a big event. Right. You know, I went to just basically just going to the store on the day to get it, and I remember doing that for all of them since since uh, I don't know if I did for steady diet actually, but for Kill Taker, Red Medicine, End Hits. And the argument. Like I was there that day at the store picking it up, then bringing it back, and then that anticipation and um I mean lots of people have spoken about the power, especially when the kill take when you first hear Facet Squared mm-hmm. or you know, uh when you first hear the riff of Walken syndrome or something, it just sort of like blows blows your head off. Um Facet
0: Squared is one of those songs too, it's like almost every time you listen to it feels like the first time in some ways. It's just an amazing opening.
1: It really is, especially yeah, the the the. I mean, you've got a whole episode about that, but yeah, when that comes in, you're like, "Wow, <laughs> yeah, yeah." And like, and it's just like, and then they just keep kept coming with it. Uh, and I just like a lot of other Discord stuff as well. I say Soulside, I'm big fans of too. So, uh I um, in terms of not, I didn't see yeah, so I didn't see them until 2002. And I saw, but what I did see in Wales in a tiny venue called TJ's, where Fergazi did play, actually, for some reason I didn't see them, uh, maybe I was in college in another place, it was Nation of Ulysses, which was, so I, I saw Fergazi right at the end, right, when they were kind of older guys. So to right. to have seen the young, the younger, like, Guy at the forum show was not quite as athletic as when you see in the earlier footage. So the closest thing, well, almost like a proxy to seeing early Fergazi in the flesh, which I didn't, was Nation of Ulysses, who I saw on the Thirty Point Plan to Destroy America tour, in this tiny venue in '92, and uh, that was the the incredible. The, like, There's YouTube videos of them from that period, and yeah, yeah, they just got exactly the same kind of energy, and it's just incredible. And I have a terribly embarrassing anecdote about that one. Uh, oh really? <laughs> I was I was 17 17- Well, I mean, it's just sort of in a nerdy way, but I was oh, what, I thought mean, i seventeen or something. And uh, at the end, you know, because it's a small venue and they're all singing around, and James Cansey, Brendan's brother, is the drummer of Nation Ulysses, right? Uh-huh. So I, so I think I said to him, uh, oh, it's like, oh, do, 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 do you know? It's like, oh, wow, you, you're related to, to, to Brendan. He's like, no. he's like, oh, wow, you know him? It's like, no, he's the drummer for Garzi. It's like, yeah, I think he knows that. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was like... Right. And then I the, thought the I mean just the mortification of that from, it didn't hit me until later on, but I was like, wow, that's pretty pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I was the, the the you know I'm aware of the the, the dissonance if you like of you know uh, working for a major, which actually I, I like very much, and, the, and a lot of good stuff gets done. But um, uh, and you know I am surrounded by music fans and people who love the artists, love the music, and support them. But you know he uh, there's that. Quote in uh, instrument where MacKay says, you know, I, I'm just all about being in a band and uh, playing music and being in a band, and everyone else, you know, he just refers to major labels as just people who are really good at making people buy shit, you know, in, in large quantities. It's like, and they're really good at it, you know, because they're really good at it. And agrees trying to be diplomatic, at it. they're really good at it, but uh, that's just not what we're about at all, which I fully get. You yeah, know, Discord fair enough. Is Discord, Discord is just its own thing, and the the, uh, the integrity level is. Uh, to, to, uh, uh, can, just massive respect for it huge amount of respect for it um, but you know it takes all sorts there's majors there's indies um, I read there's this interview from Marky Smith from The Fall you know uh, uh, a while back where he was saying how he preferred because The Fall was probably signed to everything the, you know every label you can think of because they did about four four million albums but he was saying that he preferred being to majors because they were more transparent and paid you better so but then he was a curmudgeonly northerner. <laughs> so there was uh you know and then there's a the story of sst ripping people off do you know what i mean i think it's a complicated world the world of indies and majors in terms of squeaky cleanless or not and, yeah it's hardly you know, black and the, white i think it really depends yeah, on the people yeah. in
0: charge right
1: yeah absolutely there's there's you know F- funniness all around it exactly it depends on the people in charge and the integrity of the people in charge um, so that yeah, I do remember O at that show, and uh this would be a, a you know a, enough of my yakking, as they say this would be this would be a good time to talk about O the song i suppose uh I'm eager
0: to please let's let's do it so O, right the famous thing about this song. Is supposedly this is the only Fugazi song to feature uh, "Say It With Me." All three, uh, all vocalists. three of vocals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Ian, Gee, and Joe are both are, are all three clearly singing in this song at different times. And um, you know, it, of course, it says that on Wikipedia, for example. I don't know if I've ever seen an official source on that from the band, and I've always wondered. You know, is Joe in the background of some other song? Uh, I don't think I've seen anyone explicitly from the band saying that. Saying this is the only song to feature all of them. Um, I, I, don't I don't know what you mean. Yeah, yeah.
1: Is that? It's just something that fans are saying, but may not actually be true in the pantheon of Fogazzaro tracks. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't
0: know. So yeah. yeah. To me, it's neither confirms nor denied. But at least it's it's the song where you can clearly tell um, all three of them are stepping up to the mic at uh, at different times. For people who aren't steeped in that, um, it's um, Ian is, of course, at the end singing you know, the thank you, sir, may I have another stuff, and Joe is the one singing your secrets out in the chorus yes. call and response yes. bit. So um, that's a notable point for this song. Jerry Busher is on this song playing second drums on the recording, and um, if you look at okay. live versions of, 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 this, uh, yeah. of this song, he's definitely playing on those. Um, as you said before, just to give it a little context, uh, and of course, uh, when the dot-com bubble was happening, I was still in school, so I was maybe not as aware of it, but it sounds like you were out there in the working world and you owe your career to it uh, in some way, but yeah, from, mm-hmm. from what I'm seeing, um, the album, the argument was recorded between January and April of 2001 and the dot-com bubble, as we say, peaked in March of 2000. And got down to its uh, its trough the uh, on October of 2002, where the Nasdaq had dropped 78 uh, percent from that uh, that peak in March 2000. So yeah, between those two points is where this song gets recorded, and it seems in some uh, on some level to speak to
1: that in a lot of ways. Um, so- yeah, yeah, he's absorbed that. You know, he's absorbed that current contemporary stuff going on and you know spat it back out in a song
0: yeah yeah and uh the only other thing i wanted to point out based on something that the band members have said there's a little snippet from an interview with brendan canty from a zine called in your ear um where he says on the new record for a long time i thought gee was singing (laughs) see the california sea lions but he was saying pick a color for your ceiling I was thinking yes. that is a whack yeah. lyric, man. Uh, so that's yeah. that's Brendan in a 2001 interview. Um, so yeah, just a little humorous. Uh, yeah, that is
1: off. no, that is that is hilarious. And, and now I it's like yeah, now I can't unhear it. Right. Because <laughs> I was I was uh, I, 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 cause I I worked it out on guitar the other day and um and now I can't unhear the California sea lions bit. Which is, <laughs> I I was doing some other nerding out on the numbers. So on Spotify. It's got a four, 491,000 streams, which is the second lowest on the argument after Night Shop, which is the lowest. Um, so I think it's a, it's like a, would you say it's sort of a ch- a challenging piece of the catalogue? Oh. It doesn't, uh, it's, it's not, it's not like a real f- flower. I mean, I love it, but it's not a real flower, is it? I suppose.
0: Yeah, I would say so, and I think especially in contrast with the other material on this album, I think it is I think maybe if I had to pick one outlier, it might be this one, as something that feels a bit different from the rest of the album. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh and it's uh I I did some just, you know, typing O into various searches. And uh there's a tweet from somebody called Beauty Pill from <laughs> 2019, 2019, I think, where it says, and like, I think they're taking the pierce I, I don't know if it's for real, but so in the studio, this is precisely why I argued that the argument should open with O, because it doesn't feel portentous. It just kicks the door down. The band considered my suggestion, but ultimately rejected it. So either it's someone who genuinely does know them, or it's just a fan saying that they would like Interesting that they wanted O to come first. I mean, oh, I probably won't. Well, I thought you yeah. were. I thought you might have been just kidding there,
0: but um, yeah, Beauty no, Pill is really, yeah. Chad Clark's band. Oh, right. Yeah, so Ch-
1: Chad is. But um, uh, so see he's being for real, and yeah, he's. he's yeah, they, yeah. They did they, re- they rejected his suggestion. He's well, this dude. Uh, he suggested it go first. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, um, and man, that yeah, it really would have set a different tone for the album. Like that's that's one of the most interesting um part, parts of yeah the way this album begins is it's such a a different thing it's like oh this little weird instrumental track yeah. that none of the band yeah. is playing on it's just some strings um yeah to to start with um the song o oh, would have been a weird choice for sure and yeah instead of being an outlier it might have seemed like i don't know this a a, a sort of bizarre Overture that the rest of the album didn't quite Yeah, see to.
1: I, I mean, the beauty, I mean, it's cool that you suggested it. I don't think so. It feels like it doesn't feel like it's a set the scene, it feels like it's yeah. a yeah, stick it in the middle because they are, as has been talked about a lot on your podcast, Fagazi's sequencing of their material is always genius, they always just get it right. And uh, so, yeah, I, I would not dispute where it is actually. Uh, I think it's. Find where it is, but it's. Uh, I was just comparing that four hundred ninety thousand number on Spotify, because obviously Spotify has a very particular audience, which is you know skews young or whatever. Um, and it's um, more than Breakin, which I thought was. Hmm. I, could, I, I actually love breaking. I think it's just phenomenal. So, uh, and the one that's the lowest is end hits, uh, in terms of Spotify numbers. I've noticed. Interesting. Uh, a lot of the yeah, a lot of the end hits like closed captions less than uh oh for instance hmm. uh, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I i have to imagine a lot of a lot of those numbers have to do with just people who put on an entire album yeah yeah and, and then like,
1: sk- uh, and then disappear by the middle or something
0: yeah 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 so yeah, they, yeah. maybe oh having more plays than break in is just due to people who prefer the argument
1: as a whole um, although uh, the, arg- the argument the track at the end has like a million streams i think so hmm. But maybe that's just been... It's how things are linked to on blogs as well, I suppose, drives people there.
0: Well, the first question that I had here, and maybe this is uh, jumping the gun a little bit because we haven't really started talking about the lyrics, but I just didn't want to forget because sometimes I forget to ask about the meaning of the title to these songs. Um, there's been once or twice when I've recorded an episode and I thought... You know, I didn't really address the title and why it's called that, so I just want to bring that up. Why is this song called O? Do you, like,
1: uh, yeah, I've, I've uh, in my in my notes, as they say, I've got. Well, he says global round thing hole, globe. <laughs> so an O is an O shape. That, that's my theory.
0: That's yeah. an interesting notion. Mm. Okay, it's uh yeah may, maybe the working title of the song is actually just simply the letter O. And uh...
1: or or it, yeah, yeah. or it could be the protagonist uh, who's because he's had this kind of Trojan horse style revelation, isn't he? So it could be that he's like, oh, you know, um, being a global corporate startup is terrible or or what I think the song is about. I mean, obviously, it's up to everyone else's opinion. What I think it's about, which is kind of like you think you're a Trojan horse, but then you're a sellout at the end or, you interesting. know,
0: interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Is the, yeah, yeah. is that how you secretly uh, in your deepest fears think about yourself, Josh?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm the can I have another guy? Uh, <laughs> you were the, the, at first you were like about. the the punk rocker who's yeah. like, "Yeah, I'm going to break exactly. into the major piss, labels and siphon off some money." On the, <laughs> exactly. I'm going to piss on the modems. Also, I mean Ian, like how many songs it's got to be one of the only songs in recorded music history that uses the word modem. And also younger listeners like would just not even know what that is like my my son is 20 and I don't if I said what's a modem he'd like be like I don't know
0: it's so, funny isn't it because uh, yeah, I was thinking yeah. exactly that same thing that that line I'm pissing on your modems it seems yeah. like amusingly out of date even though I mean yes. we, we still yes. use modems Or right? it's like that's still how we connect to the internet it's just um
1: I guess we think no about it less because they don't make terrible sounds anymore <laughs> no they don't uh, or people shouting at <laughs> shouting at their mothers when you pick the phone up and right 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 the kids, you know, I, there was people, a time yeah, when a yeah. modem
0: was a much more intrusive part of our lives in those early days of the internet <laughs> but i guess we just don't think about it that much anymore it's it's the same thing with shredding the stocks too like were we like stocks yeah. being kept on paper documents or something um is, is that something <clears throat> is, is having is
1: stocks is that something you can shred anymore Exactly, yeah. Uh, these these have now, in 20 years... I mean, 20 years, I suppose, is a long time, especially with technology. Uh, but in 20 years, they've become, yeah, anachronistic or something. Uh, but it is... There's one, there's one other tweet when I was sort of doing searches, where there's a tweet from somebody called Depression fan 93 saying the best Fagazi lyric is I'm pissing on your modems. I will not hear otherwise. So (laughs) it's, it's, uh, it's got some fans there. Um, but yeah, I mean, Oh, I suppose. O could be about just, yeah. Um, almost like a, yeah, like maybe it's summing up that there's an apathy or a selloutness. I don't know. I don't know. It's just that, that thank you, sir. May I have another thing? Um, yeah, it implies, that to, to me, there's something cynical in that. What do you think? Do you think yeah, that? Yeah, I, so,
0: I mean, there's so many points of comparison here with other Fugazi songs, right? Uh, I mean, the the one I most recently recorded um, is the, uh, the No Surprise episode, which is right. sort of about, like... Covertly sabotaging the man, I guess. Um, you, you know, I'm. I, I don't think we came to a certain conclusion on that one. But that's that seems similar to what's happening here with somebody <laughs> inside some kind of a global corporation pissing on modems and shredding stocks and stuff. Except it's just more maybe sabotaging a, a business concern than a political concern. Um, there's that. There's of yeah. course a point of comparison with five corporations. And it's concern yes. about making every town the same and uh, globalization and such. Um, Merchandise, yeah, yeah, these, yeah,
1: yeah. These are like perennial Fugazi themes of, you know, they're basically the opposite of Discord. You like, the yeah, basically you know, keep it local, keep it real, etc. Keep it, keep it manageable. Yeah, don't. and and globalization would be yeah, uh, it's the opposite of Discord.
0: Yeah. But you're right that yeah. the title oh there's a there's a kind of apathy about it which the the course of the song is a very interesting one because it starts out angry and confrontational and then yeah that last little bit it comes around to like playing a a character that has succumbed to (laughs) Uh, like yes it's it's very sardonic clearly but it's like succumbed to the conveniences and whatever benefits there are of this global corporation saying yeah thank you may i have another i would be your eager driver servant etc uh, except Matri. d yeah. yeah and of course yeah. i think we have to mention may i have another uh thank you sir may i have another famous line from animal house uh have you oh. seen that, Josh?
1: No, I haven't, actually. I'll make a note
0: of that. Yeah, it's maybe maybe it's less famous outside of the United States, but of, of course it's this uh, comedy film about college life. And yeah, there's a scene where a young Kevin Bacon is an initiate into a fraternity and they're having this like hazing ceremony where somebody's like paddling his ass with a paddle. And every time he gets a smack, he has to say, thank you, sir, may I have another? And he gets smacked again.
1: So. Ah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I know this. I've, I've seen clips of it, the Belushi movie. Yeah, okay. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it feels like, uh, yeah, it, it's quite, you know, it, it's a great, what Fagazi doing in the song is great. It feels like a kind of, it's like a, it's subtle as well. You know, it's, the, the, the protagonist is being, uh, angry and then the ending uh, and you know kudos for doing outros I mean a lot of bands don't even do outros uh, It's uh, so, so the angryness is phony I also had a perhaps pretentious thought that maybe it was just a meta idea about capitalism in general so capitalism does things like has bubbles mm-hmm. and then you know bubbles should be like a bit like the 2008 crash or subprime you know so these things happen and instead of learning from it and changing the system we go, let's have another, you know? we just like we keep uh, repeating the same mistake of just do, doing these stupid bubble things. I we probably shouldn't.
0: I, I don't think that's pretentious at all. I think it's a great point. Mm. I mean, in mm. at, at a risk of possibly being more pretentious than that, I was, in my <laughs> mind, comparing this to uh, George Orwell's 1984, where, right. of course, spoiler alert if anybody hasn't read it, but, yeah, by the end of the book uh, about this dystopian society... The, the final line is uh, he, he loved Big brother about the protagonist yes this, yeah this person who's involved in the secret sort of resistance to this uh, oppressive society in the end uh, he loves it because it has like tortured him into submission basically so that the yeah the, the overall arc of the song really reminds me of that
1: that is that's a great observation I, yeah it's actually a very shocking ending isn't it and kind of ble- super bleak Oh yeah, which is like basically yeah, and I think yeah, they they got that that's clearly what they're saying. Um, I mean, in terms of musical nerding out, it starts. It's like when if some if you were gonna be forced to, at gunpoint to, to to you know come up with adjectives to sum it up, you might say sort of spiky or dissonant or whatever. But the opening chord is a D major, and it ends with a G major, so it's bookended with these nice majorinesses. And then it's like, because the, they are very good at that. They're very good at the contrasts, the majors, the minors, the quiets, the louds, the gaps, the noises. Um, That's true, and, yeah, yeah. The,
0: the I think there's a lot of dissonance in the middle there. But yeah, that, that beginning and ending chord. Um, and, and I think those those chords emphasize what I was saying about the arc of the song. The first one being rather sharp, rather loud. The final chord being quite gentle,
1: um, but, but yeah, it, like, to, to to that point by making a bit sort of resigned or beaten down, or yeah. you know, you, yeah, you've 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 been beaten down, you've lost,
0: and <laughs> and and not, but not like um, yeah, you you might think if you've lost and you've been beaten down, that would call for a minor chord, but no, it's a it's a gentle major chord, yes. as, as if yes. resigned to a sort of pleasant apathy um yeah it's it it really goes along if you want to nerd out in that way um i was also thinking about that opening chord very very hard day's night don't you think
1: yes yes like yeah like beatlesy almost like a bell sounding or like a yeah you know start the the you know the, the gun kind of thing uh yeah it's a just a just a d major chord you know and um i've been uh yeah and I, I I've worked it out and there's there's some really interesting stuff going on as well as Joe's bassline is and the way it kind of winds around it is fantastic yeah it's pretty um, pretty
0: jazzy little bassline isn't it
1: yeah, yeah, it's like kind of um slightly syncopated not quite on on the beat uh and i found um i am doing some sort of deep googling. There's an essay called Geo Fagazi, The Radical Geography of Fagazi by Donna Williams. It looks like some kind of sociology essay. And, I um,
0: I looked up this gentleman, he seems oh, yeah. to be an associate professor of sociology uh okay. in, in California um right now. But yeah, this I think it's an essay from like um twenty years ago. Um
1: Okay, it was when it came out, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's talking about um yeah. It is very sociological, about uh, ne- neoliberalism, and uh, you know fake equality. But he's so he's saying Guy's message is not one of acquies, is not one of acquiescence, and he hints at growing. So he's coming a more positive spin. So obviously that thank you sir may I have another is almost like resigned, you know almost perhaps bleak, depressing perhaps. But this. Uh, SAS is saying yeah it's like a growing global resistance there's a call coming on the other line your secret's out Mm -hmm. Uh, unsustainable greed and a global economy gone awry is headed for cash crash and Pichotto revels in his repulsion by way of civil disobedience I'm changing all the locks pissing on your modems etc so yeah and then the and the genius one uh, just says it's a song about the dot-com bubble which is (laughs) there you go (laughs) Yeah, no,
0: I the that last stanza. Thank you, sir. May I have another, etc. Is you know it, it clearly doesn't reflect the actual attitude of the songwriters. I, I guess the function of it is to present a a possible ending to this situation. And yes. w- when the listener uh, hears it, uh, he or she decides that that is not the ending that they would prefer. So uh, it it sort of um, bolsters the call for some kind of resistance uh that is established earlier in the song i would say
1: it's like uh yeah it's sort of the lion roared but then kind of became a but but yes it's obviously not that it's not their point of view they're just saying this is how it normally ends up and that kind of sucks um yeah also you know you know yeah
0: it's an interesting essay i'll i'll um i'll link it in the show notes if people want to read it he this um author cites a lot of different fugazi songs to uh to make a point about their, yeah their sort of stance as a uh, uh the title is yeah the radical geography of Fugazi, um, so yeah, yeah fa- good reading fa- fine essay to write
1: I mean and I- just going through more of the lyrics there's some nice I mean a Gee stuff can be much more abstruse so would you would you say that Ian I mean in terms of in kind of if you're going to do an abstruse this is actually not so bad this one
0: right no it's not. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, yeah.
0: It's at least helped yeah. out by the fact that it does have a lot of lyrics, so <laughs> you're yeah, you're yeah. bound somewhere in there to to catch scraps of meaning. And yeah, this is a little less hard to latch onto than some of his songs for sure.
1: Yeah. I like thread held anvils gonna break. That's a nice image. It, the idea of a giant anvil, <coughs> yeah. It's <coughs> kind of
0: um sort of Damocles mixed with Looney Tunes. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a giant piano. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. For uh, for people not familiar with the sort of Damocles is it's like this really interesting probably not true story about this ancient ruler who like uh he's uh I what I, I think the story is like a uh, a commoner or something you know remarked that it must be so great to be the king and have all this luxury so the king uh said, "Well, I'll let you be king for a day and put him in the throne and you know had servants feeding him uh grapes or whatever but uh, above the throne was suspended a sword pointing downward by just like a thread or or a strand of hair and yeah the point being that yeah if you're the king there's a lot of luxury but at any moment you're you know you're surrounded by danger on all sides uh and you may be killed <laughs> at any time so yeah um yeah the sword of damocles uh really came to mind uh with with that but yeah <laughs> I, I think it's funny that the anvil is the thing hanging by the thread it's uh, a very wily coyote
1: and uh the 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 one i don't quite get is the the brightly lit the brightly lit room yeah i'm not sure i'm getting that
0: i i'm not sure i get it as a mm. uh As far as how it factors into the overall message, but it does just make me think of a fluorescent, you know, fluorescent lighting conference room, Mm. a boardroom or something. It's like um, uh, maybe the idea is, yeah, that's in that kind of setting. Everything is very brightly lit, but certain important things are being are actually obscure and you can't can't see the forest for the trees, can't see the state of the world for all the money you're making. sort of thing yeah
1: yeah yeah the knowing knowing the price of everything and the value of nothing yeah there you go a a good capitalism takedown (laughs) um okay yeah i suppose yeah it's like impressionistic setting the scene of like yeah cold fluorescent offices and yeah you would never say you were out of time i don't have an idea for that one to be honest no 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 um i uh, i
0: I do want to point out um la laps of luxury la la lapping waste I think yeah that's we, classic ghee yeah there's yeah, yeah I, I should have started a counter for how many times ghee references like <sighs> consuming human waste <laughs> this is yet another yes. one I'm
1: starting well, to also, get a yeah, mouth it's very physical yeah there's always a lot of mouths yeah. tasting seeing senses yeah but that's, and that's nice as well because it's a, a, you know the opposite of luxury and waste. Um but I think this is one of his clearer ones. It's more like a, as you already said, it's more like a five corporations or a merchandise.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. one of the things that I liked in that Dana Williams essay is yeah, you know, he sort of makes the point that um when there's like this global economy that, you know, he starts out right away talking about that, right? Number one in acquisitions, there is no foreign soil. Um but, yes. uh, but Williams makes the point that, you know, th- money, capital, uh, let, let me see, quote, only capital moves unfettered throughout the world. Humans are still the only commodity that the world's power brokers refuse to acknowledge as being global, end quote. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, humans can't move from place to place wherever they want without visas and passports and such. Um, only Only their money can do that.
1: Right, yeah, right. Good food for thought. Yeah, ca- yeah, yeah. Capital is truly, yeah, the most portable of the world. Um <laughs> And and now, I mean, now, twenty years later, even though obviously some of the terms are maybe old-fashioned, like modem, it's still pretty prescient. You know, capitalism's still in charge. People, you know, people talk about the one percent. Um, we've had you know the dot com the dot com sorry not dot com the uh, the 2008 subprime crash was you know 8 years after this right um we keep like you know capitalism keeps sleepwalking into these things or are companies too big i mean i think where, where this is relevant now are should globalization be should corporations be controlled because they're too big you know this too big to fail thing that happened in 2008 and now it's just like does facebook have too much power should it be government regulated
0: yeah i mean as we speak in the middle of yeah. uh, may 2021 we we could be at the top of a huge bubble right now couldn't we something terrible could happen in that regard tomorrow as far as we know um i, yeah, I don't think that's yeah, far-fetched yeah. at all like there's Crazy things happening with um, cryptocurrency bubbles, and f- for example,
1: yeah, yeah, it would, uh, it would Fagazi do an NFT, you know? If <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't, I can't see that happening. Oh. Also, uh, for, I, I noted this: like Fagazi never had a website, right? Is that that's the case, isn't it? I don't Even remember ever seeing never. one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a the Discord one, but uh, they never. So it'd be interesting to know, uh, you know, how, if they carried on, would they have one? And, you know, probably yeah.
0: not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pro- yeah. we've An sort Instagram of wrapped page, around yeah. to, like, a lot of people don't have their own websites anymore because, like, almost nobody goes yeah, to individual it, websites anymore.
1: Yeah, right on. You just go to your bank camp or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Or, my, or, or, or how or how we remember MySpace and uh, yes. thanks to the ad and that kind of thing. Really? Yeah.
0: That would be great if they had a Fugazi MySpace page who'd start <laughs> streaming music immediately as soon as you would go there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if I did that on my MySpace page back when I had one. I can't remember putting a Fugazi song up, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's something I had done.
1: I, lo- I love the way that people used to pimp out their MySpaces with <laughs> just ridiculous graphics and things so that they would inject the HTML into it and just have all sorts of stupid shit and Bring those days back.
0: Hmm. Um... One, one musical element I did want to point out that I I don't think we had mentioned is that sort of guitar um like whammy bar effect that happens in the song after the line foreign yeah, soil and lapping waste yeah yeah yeah
1: and he doesn't have one does he because he does that he just basically just move, he just moves the neck he just pulls the wood the neck yeah
0: Ian would always do that I but
1: yeah. um I can't remember
0: gee doing okay oh, yeah right, and right, it right, seems right. like <laughs> that that's the the gee part being playing in the song unless unless i'm mistaken it sounds like gee's guitar is in the right ear and ian's is in the left um I, but either way like yeah like, yeah there's that big duh, like the, yeah, the yeah, chord yeah, being yeah. wiggled back and forth but that uh, you know i saw i watched at least one live version and that does not appear to happen when they play it live, so yeah, I almost wonder at uh, given how pronounced that effect is. Like maybe they're re- recording this song like on different guitars and, that does have like a, I don't know, a, 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 at least a Bigsby or something. Um, that would be
1: yeah, because because has the Rickenbacker, which would have the trem, which would have the tremolo on. No, but, no, that doesn't. Yeah. is that Rickenbacker didn't, didn't have a tremolo. No, didn't it? Okay, right, right. Okay. So yeah, in I, that case, because because yeah, Ian with his SG, he would do all sorts, and you know mainly with the feedback like moving it back and forth really fast which i think he doesn't just do that burning yeah uh, but a lot of but a lot of what he does those effects it's like he's literally just moving the wood of the neck yes to be, to bend the strings yeah
0: it did occur to me also that this could be because it sounds like the pitch goes only up and then back to normal it's like up and back up and back so it could be just bending the whole cord like all the strings on the neck like playing a chord just pull it up and down you know
1: yeah yeah the the, the chord that i worked out looking at one of those youtube videos of what he's playing there's a couple of open strings in it so oh, okay. um it would have uh yeah so a bit difficult to do yeah. um
0: mm-hmm. well uh definitely an opportunity for more to learn about how this <laughs> song was made uh if uh if anyone gets a chance to deep dive and talk with uh the guys at some point uh That would be an interesting thing to discover. It would be. Well, um, I think we might be at the points where I ask you about ratings. Do you like me? Do you like me? Do you like me? As listeners to this podcast know, I always ask my guests, uh, if you think that you, Josh Saunders, can place this... In the context of the Fugazi catalog, by rating it from one star to five stars, what do you think you might give? Oh,
1: well, firstly, when when this uh, endeavor you're doing of all the songs is done, it would be great if you listed them all out actually from your own ratings. I'd be interested, you know like the just to see what 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 shook what shook down. You know, um, I I fear that
0: that would end up like looking like a ridiculous list and i would i would end up seeing how could i possibly have rated this one higher than that one so i i tend to think of this more of just in the moments my impression of it right now how i feel about okay. it so i don't want to assign any permanence to this just a totally subjective so like, in the moment thing
1: like Schrödinger's cat could be five one day one the next right. uh, i was re- i was very pleased that uh long distance runner got five anyway that was I would, I would have, I would have written a strongly worded letter had not <laughs> that not been the case. So I don't know. I, decimals are allowed, right? Decimal's sure. Allowed? Any anything's okay. allowed. You can you can okay. refuse to do it okay. at all. I don't care. I just uh, uh, want to yeah. ask you the question and see how you respond. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to say three point five. Okay. Um, yeah.
0: You know, I think. I may, in fact, be in for some strongly worded letters on this one, because to well, me... You're going low. You're, going low. you're I, going low. I think O is a two-star song for me, believe okay. it or not. The, it, okay. And okay. also, it may be because... I think maybe it's one that I like less because I always think of it as a song on the album The Argument. And to me, the the thing with The Argument is it has this melodic sensibility that oh kind of lacks oh is which is right 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 no, yeah you're saying like
1: an, out, like an outlier it is it. it's yeah, it's yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. more jagged and angular and dissonant it doesn't have that like a beautiful melody that a lot of songs on the argument do have and maybe that's why i don't i'm not feeling it as much so yeah at, at least today i'm gonna say it's a two-star song for me but um uh our friends on social media like yeah as i say it seems like a lot of people really like this one um let me yeah go to the alphabetical fugazi facebook group and highlight some of those um let's see it's uh so jared coffin says i always picture Gee pissing on modems and shredding all the stocks and think about how mad that would make the boss it's my favorite from this album and let's Ryan. see uh andy larson says i love this album so totally tough to pick your favorite but this might be the one Wow. Um, who else? Let's see. Um, Dustin Henry Courier says, easily in my top three Fugazi songs, possibly even number one. It has everything. Wow. Geese, trademark sass, brilliant call and response guitars, perfect bass lines, subtle but immensely groovy drums, and a great melodic and funny ending from Ian. So yeah, a lot of people really love this song. So um, yeah, sorry sorry to let you guys down, uh, but I just I wanted to give you guys a voice and let... <laughs> Let it be known that a lot of people love this song, um, even if it's not one of
1: my favorites. Um, it is as a piece of like I worked it out the other day. As a piece of songwriting, it is brilliant and very compact. And there's a lot. They don't. There's nothing really indulgent going on. And the "Your Secrets Out" bit, um, I think that's quite nice. I think I would say that's melodic and
0: uh, yeah.
1: and, ma- and major again. That, that "Your Secrets Out" bit is pretty special, but. Otherwise, yeah, it's not a flow in the same way as, it, as, as the others are. And, yeah, and I think in the as the aesthetic of the album goes, it is slightly
0: different. Oh, I, I did, of course, forget to mention when we were talking about the music, there's that um, one thing I, I do quite like is that sort of lead part, the unison lead part where uh, Ian and Gee are both playing sort of toward the ends, right? These sort of laser-like... Yeah, yeah. Of course again not very melodic but yeah there's that and it there's there's this like crazy descending chords into the um into the that final stanza um yeah again that's it's it's all very cool um i i do have to give credit where credit is due for sure i mean a couple other interesting comments james vitito says i've always loved the lines. i'm pissing on your modems i'm shredding all the stocks it takes fugazi's anti-corporate stance to a physical level the idea is that there is no foreign soil for a multinational corporation that operates in many instances outside the law and beyond any one government's control the corporatists are in control and fugazi is saying no there is another way the call coming on the other line i think the thank you sir part speaks on how we as a society are cowed by these powerful institutions and line up to buy into their latest products endeavors etc
1: yeah yeah that's yeah yeah i would say I, I would agree with that like the never mind what's been selling it's what you buy it, and that's essentially it's like another refrain of that um yeah I'm mm. telling
0: you right now at this very moment, I'm considering buying a new iPhone uh and i I'm still <laughs> clinging to my old one, and I was so pissed off when they uh took out the quarter uh the the eighth inch jack. I was like, "This is terrible." First, like I have, yeah, 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 yeah. I have my phone plugged into the 18 inch jack right now as a as a way of recording this, and it's it's like so functional to me. I can plug it into my mixer, plug it into a car, whatever. Um, and yet, here I am right now thinking, oh, you know, I'll, I'm just gonna, I'm probably just gonna give in and buy a new one i could buy a different company's phone but then it would be a pain in the ass in other ways so i'm yeah. i'm very much feeling that right now um exactly yeah, what james sir, is saying there
1: yeah the monopolistic kind of thing uh, yeah and the sir is you know steve jobs it's like can i have another <laughs> yeah. you know can i have another iphone yeah 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 they got us logged in that's how it is man
0: um a couple we we didn't spend a lot of time talking about the drums. A couple of the commenters um, oh, did yes. want to say, so Sean Caldwell says, I always felt like the song was built as a drum exercise, sort of an opportunity to let Brendan Canty and Jerry Busher move around. It's a very percussive track. And Gonzalo Leva Bastias says, absolutely love how percussive this song is. It hooked me instantly when I didn't know a lot about Fugazi. Um, so yeah, good points there for sure.
1: Because I think it, yeah, it's kind of I can't think of many bands who sound like this song. Uh, it's I was thinking because some of this, some of this stuff, it sounded like an end hit, or maybe you know end hits. Maybe they were listening to Slint or, or this this, kraut rock and but yeah, I can't think of uh, it's 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 an unusual song. Yeah, I think
0: yeah, I yeah I think that's fair at least to say it's unusual. Well, I think that uh, brings us to me asking you about whether you have any plugs. Where can listeners reach you if you want to be reached? Do you have any sort of projects in the works uh, or anything at all that you'd like to point out to our listeners?
1: Uh, Yeah, I'll just quickly rattle through. I'm in in a reggae band at the minute. Uh, I was with one. It's the same members. We're called Chicken Wing All-Stars. And there's music that can be found. It's, we're now called Mystic Rockers, and it's kind of uh, it's uh, reggae And I have a awesome delay pedal which sees me through for the dub sections. I've I've um, got to know what
0: that delay pedal is. What is it? Let's geek out.
1: It's the Memory Man. Oh, the like the old kind with the attached. Oh, to yeah, the power yeah, cord? The, the one that's uh, yeah. Ooh, yeah, I kind of wish I had one of those. Nice. Eighties one, yeah. It's uh, really does be proud. The dubby moments, very nice. Uh, and then I, uh, my wife's music is fantastic. She's called Rebecca Closure. It's kind of, it's electro, it's punk, it's rock, it's house, it's everything. I, I play bass in that, so that can be found online. Rebecca Closure. We well, got my son Marshall. Sorry, who's a who's a great drummer. Um, and sorry, did you say it, sorry well let's
0: let's give uh, your wife full credit for sort of enabling our recording today so um
1: as, yes, yes, because she yeah she sorted out the separate recording yeah yeah uh more than idiot idiot me <laughs> Tell uh, her I said thanks yeah, I will do and then um yeah my i, I just and i I have a friend passed away recently uh same age as me uh terrible went too young, he's a dubstep producer called Stagger. And uh, if anyone likes dubstep, then it's all on online on YouTube on Spot and everything. So, uh, Stagger the music of Stagger—it's great Uh, if you like. I believe believe it's uh, bass music, is somehow what it's called. And then, yeah, I just and then just. can I can I pick up my family or is that ridiculous? Uh, <laughs> of course, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, and just say yeah, and hello. My, my brother Benny's a U.S. citizen. Actually, he lives in Eugene, Oregon. He's a professor in the University of. I'm going to say hi to him and then say hi to my mom and dad, uh, who are listening. And then yeah, and yeah, that's uh, that's it. But I, yeah, I do recommend uh, the Memory Man. Although the the this '80s one, it's worth a lot on eBay now. Oh, so. I'm sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I'll end up having one of those. It's like so so big and impractical. I you know I had some formative experiences gigging in New York, and like going taking my pedals on the subway, uh, and so I don't. Uh, I I prize a small form factor in uh, guitar pedals these days, but that those right, things right. sounds lovely for sure.
1: And, yeah, I saw that my my buddy Valentine are, are doing a new record, and they're. And of course, the reason that it's called Shoegaze is because all they did was stare at their pedals, <laughs> yeah, so tweaks which is not something exactly it's not something you'd get uh gee doing so, yeah
0: all right, well, thanks very much, uh Josh, and uh, I'd like to say hi to Josh's mom and dad too um hope you guys enjoyed the show um I hope you got something out of it I, <laughs> my my parents certainly have never listened to this band we're talking about, so if you got something out of it uh, cheers and um <laughs> yeah, so listeners uh tell a friend about the show if you know someone who likes fugazi and uh, could use a good podcast to listen to give it a rating uh, a review if you like whatever i don't know if that stuff matters but hey why not makes me feel good if i get a good review on apple podcasts so you can just uh, pull it up and write hey ian nice job keep up the good work and it'll uh, give me a little warm fuzzy feeling You can reach me at z at gmail.com, and you can join that Facebook group I mentioned before. It's just called The Alphabetical Fugazi. And otherwise, I hope you'll join me for the next episode, when we'll be discussing Pink Frosty. Until then, keep your eyes open.